0: The disciples of jigsaw are back today i'm talking about spiral this is scott's self-indulgent movie podcast Hello movie friends, welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast, I am Scott, and today I'm talking about Spiral, which is the recent kind of reimagining, reboot, uh, and sequel to the Saw franchise, and I think it's, um, I'm going to be more freeform today because I just wanted to kind of get the ideas out, so yeah, so the premise of this particular movie is that basically we're, we're in a world where all of the Jigsaw killings have happened, so the, it's a reference point and we open with a cop who apparently lies on the stand a lot, who is targeted by a new Saw-inspired type killer and sets up one of the, sig- the series' signature traps for him. He gets killed, and then we cut to uh, Ezekiel Banks, who is played by Chris Rock, who is a uh, formerly idealistic policeman who is now um, who turned in somebody to internal affairs and is now kind of a pariah in his own department and who is paired with an idealistic rookie, and all of the, all of this stuff. And so they start trying to track down who this new killer is, and who his targets are going to be, and all of that, and just trying to p- put all the pieces together. And the thing, so I think the, the there's two things. I think the general premise of this is actually not a terrible one. It's the notion that Um, Because the killer in this this case, the Jigsaw-inspired killer, it's not actually Jigsaw, so it is from the book of Saw, makes sense in this, but (laughs) he is inspired by Jigsaw and specifically wants to... Um, the killer in this case specifically wants to punish corrupt cops and views killing off corrupt cops as the only way to truly rectify the system because just, and so it seems to be that there's, that these terrifying traps are the only way to either get them to confess or to admit their guilt and truly deal with them. And you, in essence, would, you know, worst case scenario, they die and best case scenario, they're no longer able to do the thing that they you know the bad things that they did whether it's lying on the stand and so each one represents each one that's killed represents something new and bad so whether it's somebody who lies under oath somebody who has an itchy trigger finger in you know in situations and gets off scot-free as somebody who takes money all these kinds of different things so there's always a setup and things like that and i think that that could be really impactful especially if you know since you're Good cop is played by Chris Rock, who obviously himself is a black man, who saw, who experienced firsthand the what happens when somebody, you know, when a policeman actually reports on a corrupt policeman. And so you could feel like this moral, comp- well, not moral compromise, but moral conflict within him that he would want to take out, you know, the police force like this and stuff. So that's, that much could be very interesting, unfortunately. I think it this being part of the Saw franchise weighs it down in a number of ways. So the first is is that <laughs> is that because of the because it's in the Saw franchise, the traps, the deadly traps uh, are always part of it are are always a part of it. And so what it means is that, you know, it could be deemed as like, hey, like, this is, they had ample time to try to, you know, figure stuff out, but it's pretty clear that these traps are all set against the, the person in question to either, it's going to torture them one way or the other, so there's not, it's not like they have to make a moral choice, or they have to potentially sacrifice themselves, or, it doesn't really give them any opportunity, it's always just like, you either go through physical pain, or then you die and you die anyway, because that's what this series is built on. So that's it's really kind of undercuts this idea, and so especially when you have this idea of how you know somebody who has apparently a very legitimate gripe with the police, <laughs> so and is rightfully calling out all these people for their corruption and uh, bad morals and stuff like that. So that's that's one thing, and this. So that's kind of, it's just shaky ground. So it's kind of portraying, it's like, oh, okay, you push somebody too far and eventually you get a killer like this. But that doesn't really seem to be what it is. It seems to be like, oh, if, you know, people who are anti-police, you know, it's still framed as in the wrong because they're clearly, you know, getting their jollies off on doing this or whatever. So not as, not as clean cut as it could have been. And the second part, it's a problem that it's in the Saw universe or whatever, is because the Saw franchise is always based around these last second twists and unfortunately the it was only really effective the first time because afterwards you start looking for them <laughs> basically you start looking for what the twist is going to be throughout the movie and that's what I was doing the entire time not just you know and so especially if this is if the target audience is a group of people who likes the Saw franchise they too will be looking for the twist the entire time and unfortunately I pretty much guessed it As soon as it was introduced, you know, they start talking about all this and I had like two to three ideas and it ended up being the second one I thought of. So I won't reveal what it is because I think uh, I know plenty of people, you know, still haven't had a chance to see the film yet. And it's just recently came out available for rental, uh, you know, either on VOD or Redbox or what have you. But I thought that was something that kind of didn't didn't aid it so much. And the third and final element that I think that came th- comes from the Saw franchise is just the visual style, um, which hasn't really evolved much. Uh, I thought at least Jigsaw, I thought that one was a little bit better because it, it, at least visually it was, it was trying to do something different. It was much more sparse and it wasn't trying to kind of this <laughs> kind of early 2000s extreme gore vision or whatever that a lot of the other a lot of the other Saw movies have embraced in kind of this high contrast or deep green kind of thing. Um, but this one, it has a lot of moments where it's like doing like these wobbly camera shakes when Chris Rock is, uh, is you know, not on his game and, and things like that or is really rattled and stuff like that. So, I don't know, it, it really puts all of the horror scenes and the gory scenes kind of this celebratory manner and seems to kind of be like, Oh yeah, this is the money shot, this is the thing we're all here for. And uh, yeah, so I didn't. I like I said. I think it's an interesting idea. I think it could have been done better, especially if they really played up the internal conflict with uh, detec- um, with Chris Rock's character, Detective Ezekiel Banks. Um, especially because you know he is a legacy police officer. His father was a you know is this legendary police chief who clearly has this you know, distant relationship with, and if they developed that at all, and his dad is played by Samuel L. Jackson, which I didn't realize going in, and I was very excited to see him, and then he just kind of disappears for most of the movie, so, uh, it was, it was a bit of it, it was a bit of a disappointment, so let me, that's, that's all the most of what I had, like I said, I think it's an interesting idea, especially if we're in, you know, we're in an era where pretty much everybody has, you know, knows what Black Lives Matter movement is all about, or at least should know what the Black Lives Matter movement is all about. And, you know, kind of this idea of, hey, why do you think people are antagonized police if they have nothing but a lifetime of being antagonized by police, or have been blatantly, you know, affected, you know, affected so negatively in their personal lives by police? Are they going to have a, you know, why should they feel any reason to respect police officers? So I thought that much was interesting. But, yeah that's it for that's the majority of thoughts i had let me know if you have any and yeah happy to discuss this this movie at any point with anybody so that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you next time everybody this has been scott self-indulgent movie podcast thank you so much for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to join our facebook group scott self-indulgent movie world thank you so much for listening catch you next time everybody stay safe